Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like bacon, steaks, and cheese. It's Philadelphia, Boeing shielding the cut, kicking it cooler than two penguins. Still Bo's old arch nemesis, Greg Cosell shows up and it gets real. Pull up a branch and chill, it's time to get ill with some Birds with Friends. The early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo will for you come Coming at you with stats and things, flapping their wings. You can't live up to expectations, so just do your best. (laughs) That's what I tell myself in most life endeavors. (laughs) Just go with what you saw today. Change your opinion daily. Yeah, I'm all about that. You'll be wrong often, but then you can just point back to when you were right. No one will remember. No one's listening. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the post-game podcast. It is 1137 local time. 1237 Eastern Time, we are coming to you from my hotel room at the Fairfield Inn and Suites in downtown Fort Worth. Come on by if you happen to get this uh, before our flights in the morning. Bo Wolf and Shukapadia coming at you after a wild game for the Eagles, a game in which they forced three turnovers for the first time this season. A game in which they had some of their most putrid offensive performances or possessions of the year. A game in which they clawed back and forced overtime. A game in which they eventually lost. Never getting the offense the ball back. Surrendering a game-winning touchdown to Amari Cooper. Who knew that a wide receiver acquired midway through the season could make such an impact. 10 catches for 217 yards and three touchdowns for Amari Cooper versus one catch for seven yards for Golden Tate. In losing this game, the Eagles dropped to six and seven on the season. For all intents and purposes, the 2018 Eagles season is over. Sheil wants this to be short and sweet. I told him it's going to be long and salty. Welcome to Birds with Friends. What the hell are you doing with the thermostat in here? <laughs> it's a little toasty. I'm turning it down. Go ahead. Like, yeah, go turn it down. That's totally fine with me. She was walking over because I've got the spacious... <laughs> what was it? 72? What was it at? <laughs> what kind of psychopath... The 75 degrees. I did not set it to 75. That, well, you didn't the, turn it down, and it's so hot. I just walked in oh, here. my jacket's coming off. Oh, baby. I'm getting comfy. <laughs> All right. Shields coming over and taking off his clothes. You know what? Do we even need be a to do a one. podcast? It's the, it's the same game. It's the same oh, I disagree. I, I, I don't actually, disagree. It's All not right, the same ahead. game. It is the same game. They, screw, they don't do anything in the first half. Yeah, they, for the offense, it then was they the same come game. back, and then it's determined by a play or two at the end. Yeah, but for once, and they got they got some help from the defense this time. It's a maddening, frustrating team. It's been, it's got to be one of the least enjoyable mm. seasons from a fan perspective. I know like, this game got interesting at the end, but for the first three and a half quarters, it was so boring. The end was awesome. It was like a flurry of activity. Yeah, but before then, you're just like, all right. The Eagles are sucking it up, and the Cowboys are trying to hand it to them. Jeez, the NFC East football. Yeah, What's going to happen? Who wants it? All right, go ahead. You disagree. Oh, I just think because they actually got some help from the defense in this game. Okay. They got three turnovers. That they, they haven't gotten that for the most part this season. It's true. And the fact that they got that and still managed to be so terrible on offense uh, is terrible. And 
let's let's start with this. Eagles score a touchdown after a, a bomb to Nelson Aguilar, a six-yard touchdown pass to Darren Sproles to bring them within 23-22 to 22 with a minute and 40 seconds left. If you were Doug Peterson, Shield, would you have gone for two? Well, I mean, I, I did not think it was a slam dunk one way or another because of how much time was left on the clock. Yes. Now, if, to be fair, you were saying go for two very early on in that drive, true. but they scored so quickly yes. that we both agreed that it was a little early. I thought if it was like a – I don't know what the number is. This is totally arbitrary, but in my head, it was like, all right, if right. it's a minute or less, go for it. And the reason for that is that if you get it, if you successfully take a one-point lead, yeah. you are now giving the opposing team four downs instead of three downs in order to kick the game-winning field goal. Well, that's true. And it was also like, at that point, I didn't feel like they were going to... Yeah, they're playing... If with, there's 90 seconds left no in my offense, head... Your, your boy Big Bouse is playing on the outside. Well, listen, there were a lot of issues there. But yeah, no, at that point, I'm thinking, all right, the Cowboys have outplayed them for most of the game. I mean, that was evident. The defense, it didn't feel like they were going to be capable of getting a stop... And it felt like if you go to over, you know, are you, they were five for five on two point tries this whole season. It seems like that's like yeah. the only area of their offense that they had actually figured out. Yeah, I, know. I think we're making a little too much of that. That's five only, plays. Who cares? <laughs> Look at all the other crap they're throwing out there every week. Uh, so I thought, you know what? All right, maybe at that point you go for it. But when there was that much time left, I thought, well, you know what? You're probably going to be giving up at least a field goal anyway. Doesn't matter, but I don't know. Then you might as well go for it, right? Because yeah, then what does your, it matter? That's your thought. Yeah, that process, was my thought then, yeah. process. So yeah, I think I would have just gone for okay. it. Okay. Well, and then especially after they kicked the extra point, there's a penalty called on the Cowboys. They could elect to then go for it from the one yard line instead of the two yard line. Doug Peterson doesn't trust his team to get one yard with the season on the line. Jason Garrett does in overtime to pick up a fourth and one. And guess who won the game? Well. I mean, it was a little bit different situations, I would say. Yeah, yeah and the, I mean, yeah, the micro's different, but the macro's not. Trust your team to get one yard. Well, no, the macro is Jason Garrett doesn't trust his team to do anything. He coaches And he still did it. And he still did it because, well, yeah, that was obviously the right move at that time. If, if Garrett wouldn't have, if they would not have gotten the first down there, then... The Eagles still had to go 40 yeah, yards you're or so not, for a field right. goal. If if the Eagles don't get the first down there, the game's. I mean, if the yeah. Eagles go for it and don't get it, the game's over. That's, that's true. So it's a little bit different, but I mean, it just goes to like this doesn't. It probably doesn't make my list of like top twenty worst fearless Doug moments of the year, which is really saying something. All that's right. true. I mean, twenty might be strong. It definitely doesn't make like the top five. I do think we should start with this. Um, hit us with hashtag Doug's new book. And tell us what you think the name of this offseason's book should be mm. for Doug Peterson. I will set the over-under of people <laughs> using that hashtag. At, hashtag Doug's new book. I think I always just do it at four and a half. Mm. And under has, I'm going on the under has been a nice bet this I'm year. Going on, I, will, I, I won the <laughs> under on that one. I think we're going over on this one. Okay. I think we're going to get well, some. Well, people want to vent. Yeah. All right. So you, you feel strongly that that was a gutless move by Dougie P to not go for tell. I don't feel strongly that it was gutless, especially the initial one. But, I mean, last year, he, he said it's basically automatic if you get the penalty and you get to go from the one-yard line. He said it's 
when a good quote after the Panthers game found by Jimmy Kemsky. I mean, that was pretty. He did call it a no-brainer. Yeah. If you get it, if you get the penalty and you're yeah. at the one to go for two. Maybe, His words, not mine. Maybe that's the. Maybe that's my um, submission for Doug's no brainer. Doug's new book, but no hyphen, just no brainer. Oh man, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's solid. Okay. I'll go with I'll go with Garbanzo here. Beans, the story of the Garbanzo 2018. Beans. All right, okay. so that was that. Let's see. Let's hit on the other two. There's a lot to talk. I about. I think there were two other big ones, though. The first is the first play of the game. Um, yeah. Just, I mean, it really. Well, here's the thing. Obviously, this was a terrible job by the officials. Yes. Uh, in these situations, they should always err on the side of allowing the fumble, just because of the way that the rule is structured. It was a pretty obvious fumble in real time. It looked like uh, whether it was adjudicated properly in New York or not, because you need to see precisely the person who recovers it as opposed to which team recovers it. I, if those are the rules, that's fine. It's a stupid rule. Obviously, the Eagles were is jobbed. Is that true? Is that the rule? It sounds like that's what the rule is. That sounds crazy. Well, of course it sounds crazy, but... Think of all the, the the times you're watching football and you're like, and it's like not even close to a fumble, and the refs like running downfield, right. like let it go, let it go, and then they change it afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> and then this one, it's ridiculous. I mean, I don't know what it was. A, it was a, it was a you know a bone job of monumental proportions. Yes, and the Eagles were screwed. However, it was the first play of the game. It was not like uh, some. It's not like the. It's not like the Eagles, you know, designed some great play that didn't uh, that you know the refs didn't realize. I don't know. It was a it was a fairly lucky play. There were still the entire game. Like this is exactly what you expected the, the way to start the game. The Cowboys having possession. You're supposed to win this game. You think you're the better team. Go out and win the game. You still got three turnovers and did nothing with those. I don't. I. I think you can both say that uh, the refs should be fired, and that it didn't fired, it wow. didn't really affect Jeez. the outcome of the game. The Eagles should have won the game anyway. It, it wasn't that big of a play. Their the offense was so what? bad. They should have won the game. They didn't do anything to win the game. Well, it turned out that way. But I'm saying, like, if you want to go win this, if you want to go win this game for your with your season on the line, what you've never had a little adversity within a, within a football game before. I personally man never up. Have. Sack up. Well, that's true. I mean, that is true, but it is also true that uh, I don't like just uh, excusing blatantly sort of incompetent. I think the Goddard play was worse. Officiating. Well, no, this had to be worse because I think you're the, actually looking at a replay of it, and you still got it wrong. I mean, they took the time. Yeah, but that's the, not on the refs. That's the, on the replay. Okay. Right. Well, whoever Malcolm Jenkins said was on the bottle. Yeah, that, that's, that's true. Who it was. The, the Goddard play is worse. That was a terrible call. It was a much worse call. The Eagles also got like you know there were plenty of okay. The thing uh, is, ticky tack calls on the Cowboys too. Like they're not uh, they're not. You're right. A good team. What was easily... a bigger What was a bigger factor in this game? The first play of the game or the Eagles getting like two first downs in the whole first no, half? The offense being succotash. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you you've been waiting all season to bust out succotash. 
Oh my goodness! No wonder this season's over. That was bigger, but given that the Eagles' offense is sucking, trash stratus, then they need like every break they can get. Like the margin between winning and losing in these games, especially for them. I don't know. I mean, if we're very slim, if you're, if you're really lamenting the refs uh, when you fall to six and seven, like. I am I not know. doing. Pack I don't know if you're up. saying me or them or what. All I'm doing is pointing out what happened on the first play of the game. Yeah, it was a terrible. It was a terrible okay. job by the refs. And then, of course, the last play of the game. I mean, yeah, that's. I mean, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? That's tough. I think it's sort of some poetic mm. justice and sort of uh, the appropriate way for this Eagles season to end. Yeah, I couldn't really I feel weep. bad for Rasul Douglas. But, you know, what are you going to do? He played a decent game overall. I thought so, too, yeah. Interception. His interception was nice. Had, what, nine solo tackles? I mean, granted, you're giving up some catches yeah. when you do that. But I thought he, some of those tackles were, you know, close to the line of scrimmage. Yeah, last few weeks, he's... He, Gave up the big third down. Willing to, he's willing to lay the wood. Which, as Coach Flynn said, third and nine. With this yeah, personnel, why we, are you playing man right. coverage? Was that on the final drive there? I think that was on... Yeah, third yeah, and nine. Was, I mean, yeah. in overtime, you got him in thir- a third and long, and you give up a 12-yard catch to Amari Cooper. They had a man-beating. Uh, he, w- he was on, like, a drag route or a shallow crosser. There was a pick there. Douglas wasn't even close to him. And so uh, certainly fair to question what Jim Schwartz was there- doing there. Fair to question why Jim Schwartz is putting... Uh, Big bounce on an island against Amari Cooper for a seventy-five yard right, touchdown. Right, not, he didn't have any choices to put who who to put there, but where's the safety help? Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, it goes back. Do you remember there was that? Oh, what a weird play that was! It looked like Boss was right he there. He had him, and then he just on, big like boss. couldn't find the ball. He got Donald Pumphrey disease. Yeah, the lights. I know that's right. Uh, so that was a tough one. I don't know. I mean, I know the Eagles got a lot of other like minor breaks in this game. I, okay. I, well, yeah, those breaks were Dak Prescott giving them the ball three times. Dak Prescott threw for 455 yards in this game. He did? <laughs> oh, my God. I had no idea. Yeah, did you believe that? That's crazy. And Ezekiel Elliott ran times. for 113 yards. Wow. I mean, look at Okay, here's the breakdown. And there's the cough. The streak continues. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, first downs, 32-16 to 16 in favor of the Cowboys. Third down, Cowboys 10 of 19, <laughs> Eagles 1 of 9. Wow. Total yards, 576 to 256. Offensive plays, 93 to 48. Yeah. Rushing yards, 142 to 34. Penalties, 11 for 111 yards for the Cowboys, just 5 for 49 yards for the Eagles. Turnovers, 3 for the Cowboys, 1 for the Eagles. you telling me the Eagles should have won this game? No, you said that. What are you talking to yourself, you psycho? No, uh, what are you talking about? You just the said Cowboys five the minutes better ago. Team. You're like, oh my god, rewind the podcast. No, you just- I'm not saying the Eagles. The way that the game went, they should have won. I'm saying going into the game, one play into the game, a bad play goes your way. Who cares? Go out and win the game. Okay, that's what I'm saying. You think fans are happy that the season's like over? Yes. Should everyone? everyone <laughs> this should, team's not good. You like everyone should do like uh, band together and like uh, do something for the good of society next Sunday at uh, Birds with Friends Book Club. Well, no, we still is this have a night to game go. tomorrow next week. Yeah. Oh God. Five five twenty California time. Oh God. Um, 
I had something to say now. I don't remember what it was. Here's where the game was lost, okay? The Eagles first During the week when one, the Eagles two, didn't put three, together an four, offensive game five, plan. six possessions. Punt, 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 fumble, punt, <laughs> punt. And, and here are the amount of yards they gained on those drives. 36, negative 1, 8, 27, 1, 19. I mean, there's a four-drive stretch there where you had three three-and-outs and a fumble. It's terrible offensive football. And, you know, they, they, they bless you. They found their footing a little bit in the second half. They had a, a 48-yard drive for a field goal, a 47-yard drive for a touchdown. <laughs> A 65-yard drive for a touchdown. How pathetic is that? How pathetic is that? We're, we're, you know, uh, we're celebrating a 48-yard drive for a I didn't know it goal. until I just looked at it. But, yeah, that is uh, – they did get – I mean, they got help on the one touchdown. was a, a two-yard drive where they decided to break out a nice celebration for that. <laughs> Alshon listens to Birds with Friends. and did a duck-duck juice. I mean, what are they doing? And then they got the big, they got the big return. That's when they lost the game. Where they started it uh, in Dallas territory at the forty-seven, got that for a touchdown. <clears throat> but uh, they've been misusing their personnel all year. I mean, look at Dallas Goddard in this game, and tell me this guy couldn't have helped you get out of these offensive woes in the last mm, month. Resources, baby. Yeah, resources. And then I'm saying, where is this guy? Yeah, they they, they trade for Golden Tate. They force him onto the field. They take Goddard away. And this every time he gets the ball, I mean, he looked like Travis Kelsey on that offensive pass. And that was the first time I looked. It was like, wow, he does, you know, because he compared himself famously to Travis right. Kelsey when he got drafted. He looked like Travis Kelsey. A little slam, take it to the house. Like, they have nobody else who's doing that on this team. You don't think Golden Tate can do that? And, uh, you know. You don't think, you don't think Golden Tate can uh, make big plays like that? They just had the guy on the sideline. They, get, they trade a third-round pick for him. Wendell Smallwood. They're six and seven. Comes in. Oh, my God. I mean, I was going nuts during what that. What was uh, going on there? And that was amazing. So you, you want me to find the uh, exact scenario where they, had, where they had that play? Let's go. It was. I've got ninth possession, I wrote. Yeah. Smallwood so in the game, down, and I went three question they're marks down on my ni- They're down 9-6. They get the ball into. Uh, against all odds, they have a chance to take the lead here. It's the fourth quarter. They have uh, first and goal on the eight. Zach Ertz gets called for a uh, illegal block above the uh, illegal block in the back. You know, if if there is any chance to uh, step on themselves, the Seagulls team will find a way. So they go back to first and goal from the seventeen. Uh, on first and goal, Wentz hits uh, red zone weapon Jordan Matthews for a gain of six to get to the eleven, and then on second and eleven from the eleven. Wendell Smallwood gets his first carry of the game. They should have just ended the game after that play. And I thought that that was a check. Like, Wentz saw something. He's like, all right, let's let's run the ball here. We got a good look. He said that was a called run. They sent Wendell Smallwood into the game to run the ball. On second and 11, second and goal from the 11. And Doug Peterson said that was because of the Corey Clement injury. Yeah. Were Josh Adams and Darren Sproles taking bathroom breaks? Correct. He said it was like um, he was like uh, Deuce Dilly was Goldilocks. He said uh, uh, Darren Smalls a little too short, Josh Adams a little too tall. You just called him Darren Smalls. <laughs> you didn't even know you did that. I don't know if you were going Wendell Smallwood. Uh, Wendell Smallwood, height, just height right. 
I mean, give me a break. Wendell Smallwood hadn't had a touch since week 11. <laughs> and the offense was better for it. <laughs> Your season's on the line. Oh you have God. a chance. Shockingly, didn't fumble. To take the lead. Second and goal from the 11. Oh, my God. And you give it to Wendell. Miss you. Total no clue how to use their personnel all year long. All year long. Goddard. Nobody's Tate, getting open. Smallwood. I mean. Alshon. Alshon. Aga, everybody. Well, Ertz is the only one they've. they've well, uh, I thought there was not enough Ertz in this game. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> there was not enough Ertz. Five for 38. Yeah, maybe that's too much. Alshon, six for 50. Aguilar, two for 49. Goddard, four for 44. Sproles, three for 34. Had the big 25-yarder. And the touchdown, which was a nice play. That, that was a nice, uh, you kind of see the... Uh, Sized them up. Kind of see the uh, roots of Olathe. Olathe. Oh, nice, Olathe. Olathe, Kansas, right there. Nice. Little guy with the big heart. There you go. I mean, that would have if they would have won this game, you probably you might be writing a whole uh, a play now. soliloquy. Yeah, about the, that touchdown. That was that was some nice fight from him. Overall, the story of the season is uh, just a lost offensive. That's the that's it. I mean, philosophy. You know, whatever. they they were hit hard by injuries on defense. That's true, especially in the secondary. Of course, uh, they got some bad luck here and there. But the reason that this team <clears throat> is not going to the playoffs is because even with Carson Wentz playing all but the first two games of the season, <clears throat> with basically the offensive line still intact, with almost all their weapons on offense, with Doug Peterson as the returning offensive mind, the offense is significantly worse than it was last season. Uh, it is less creative, it is less dynamic. And it is also so much sloppier. Like even in this game, they don't know. Guys don't know where they're supposed to line up. They've got uh, problems with packages and uh, and don't snap know. counts and stuff like that. Uh, that's you know, and that that's the reason. And Carson Wentz deserves a little bit of blame for this. Doug Peterson deserves a fair share of blame for this. I don't know. How do you, how do you, uh, who are you more worried about? I think that's an easy answer, probably. <clears throat> Peterson. Yeah. But, but what's your level of worry? What did I Carson say to you West? right before the game started? Game starts. You said this is, this could be, this could be the biggest game of Carson Wentz's career. Is that what you said? I said, could, yeah, could this be the signature game of Carson Wentz's career? The signature game, that's right. And granted, he, he did bring them back quite a few times. In the second half, but I mean, I don't know. It's four. Qu- it's four quarters. That's what they tell me. It's sixty minutes, and the offense was terrible in the first half. And he's and you know he he's not. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He was a part of that delivering. Oh. So he's not blank from the issues. Immune? Not immune. Maybe immune. I don't. He's know. not. Uh... I have no idea what's going on. Finishes twenty-two for thirty-two, two hundred and twenty-eight yards. Uh, three touchdowns, no interceptions. I mean, those, he did fumble. He was holding the ball, I feel. I, I mean, I've the, we've this looked is, at the numbers, yeah. and it's felt like he hasn't been holding He's the ball. He's holding that ball, man. Today, it really felt the ball's like... ball's got to be out. 
It felt like it today, didn't it? That he, ball has got to be out. He's just back there, like the sacks and the hits you're seeing. Uh, on at least on several of them, it yes. felt like what's going on here. And he didn't take. Uh, <clears throat> he certainly didn't take responsibility for that sack fumble. He's like, I guess I could have gotten it out earlier. Yeah. I don't know. The guy's behind me. Hmm, I don't know. He was coming up from the ground. I mean, it yeah. wasn't like a. It wasn't like a, a quick hitter. Yeah, I mean, he leads what the. I don't know what the exact numbers are now, but he's among the lead, lead, league leaders in fumbles since the start of the 2017 season. That's a problem. Yeah. There's going to be pressure sometimes. That's a problem. You can't be taking all these sacks and uh, and giving the ball away. I mean, today he only got sacked twice today. I know. It felt, felt like, like more. more. I, I think know. there were some penalties that took <laughs> him away. So, uh, I have, you know what? Just, I wonder what they're going to do this offseason. I actually feel like... You know, they've got to figure out the Peters and the left tackle thing. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens there. And then they need, like, the offense needs to be built next year with Ertz and Goddard. Like, that needs to be their main personnel package. Well, they also need someone who can do two things. Run fast and line up correctly. Yeah. I think if you if you go Alshon Jeffrey, give me the two tight ends, give and me a fast. burner. I mean, figure out the slot. I wouldn't be they pouring much traded, money into that slot. They should have traded a, <clears throat> a sixth-round pick for J.J. Nelson instead of that Golden Tate garbage. Yeah, uh, and then and then give me a uh, give me a running back who's like a little dynamic. I feel like if you give me a running back who's a little dynamic and a burner, a guy who can run fast, catch mm-hmm. the ball, and line up <clears throat> correctly. Michael the Burner Turner. I feel like that should give me enough. Uh, that should give the coaches enough personnel to put together a top 10 offense next year. Now answer me this. Riddle me this. You're getting those guys. Okay. How are you going to uh, address the need for young defensive linemen, corners, maybe a safety, several young defensive linemen, and maybe another interior offensive lineman? Another interior offensive lineman. Yeah, you, I don't know. Please say Amalo's going to start next year unless somebody just beats him out. I He's just mean like Kelsey and Brooks are old. So they're not going anywhere. Okay. Uh, so I'm you not worried pre- about you that. A, you had a brief Capadia curse scare, but Gosh, Jason Kelsey yeah. returned. I was getting ready for him to like, choke <laughs> me out in the locker room or something, but he did return. Kick a hole through your chest. <laughs> in the game. Uh, I don't know. Is is a running back and a burner? That's a lot to ask for for an entire offseason? On offense, I'm asking for two positions. Yeah. You're right. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do about side. I don't know how you... What would help? What would help is if they had a third-round pick. Or if that Pumphrey pick was actually something. That would have helped. And that loaded running back draft, right? Mm-hmm. Good thing they didn't take Kareem Hunt. Well, that's the bright side, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Quarterback, I mean, I don't, I don't know what they're going to do there. Sidney Jones, How, I, I gave you my trepidation. Yeah. He's either, he's either not very good or made of glass. Well, <clears throat> I mean, he was. I or both. He was definitely playing injured, it seemed like. He said he was. Yeah. His teammates said he was. So, But, yeah. You, you asked a good question. Who has a more impactful Eagles career? Rasul Douglas or Sidney Jones? It's not a crazy question. No, that's a good question. Rasul Douglas may be a starting corner for them next year. 
It's possible. It might be Rasul Douglas and Jalen Mills out there. Mm. Ooh, yikes. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. Uh, how about Michael Bennett? Yeah. It's like playing his butt off. Yeah. I mean, there was a stretch there where he had the sack fumble, and then he had like a tackle for loss that led to a... Um, <clears throat> That I think led to a punt or killed something. a drive after the Eagles. Yeah, he had like back to back drives. Choked on it. It was him. Out, yeah, he was responsible, and he and he didn't. And I feel like he did that. What was it? Two weeks ago. Yeah, he's been the great. Second half, he had he finishes with seven tackles, one and a half sacks, two tackles for loss, and five quarterback hits. He's been very good. I mean, he was crushing it. Fletcher Cox was outstanding down the stretch, especially it felt like. Yep. Uh, Big one, sack at the end of regulation. One too. and a half sacks, tackle Take for loss, four quarterback range. hits. I mean, this is amazing. They had nine quarterback hits. Michael Bennett and Fletcher Cox had all of them. <laughs> That's <laughs> pretty good. They had three sacks. Michael Bennett and Fletcher Cox <laughs> had all of them. That's good. It's a, it's a two-man show on the defensive line. That's good. Brandon Graham, three tackles. He did draw two holding penalties. And he had a nice fumble recovery. Very, he looked very athletic. That was a nice play. Yeah, those are tough plays. Um, yeah, I would say, yeah, you definitely need de- defensive line, burner, running back. The rest, figure it out. Slappy's a linebacker, and that's fine. It's fine. I kind of like Nate Gary. It's okay. He's fine. Okay. You like him because he's, he's a willing Wolfstead participant. Well, obviously that colors my perception. Uh, Amari Cooper, 10 catches for 217 yards and, and three he, touchdowns. And, and he... Those numbers were not monstrous, right? Until like the yeah, until the fourth quarter. Until the fourth, he had three. Did he have three touchdowns in the fourth, fourth and overtime, right, or something like that? Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's got to be some kind of record. It would seem. That <laughs> <laughs> would seem hard to do. <laughs> uh, Boy, acquired midseason. They found a way to work him into they, the offense. They found a way, and then, well, I'm not done. Then I need some ideas because. <clears throat> Doug P and this staff, they're not getting it done in terms of new ideas. Yeah. They need some new voices. Assistant to the traveling secretary. Some new minds. Whatever you want it to be. Some new minds in the offensive staff. Some new minds. Staff. How about somebody who figures out a way to uh, get the ball downfield a little bit? There's yeah, a little dink and nice. dunk stuff. You're allowed to throw the ball downfield? It's incredible. I mean, it's not like... I think someone on my uh, friend text chain said it's like they've turned Carson Wentz into Alex Smith. Yeah, it looked like Sam Bradford when it was when it was third and goal from like the eleven, yeah. and he's throwing it to Zach Ertz at the five. Just this dink and dunk operation. This man has a cannon. Yeah, let's. I thought he's aggressive. Let's start chucking it. Yeah, even today they probably could have done. Uh, it. You know what? No, you don't want to chuck it. You no, like I just. Dunk? I think. I think. Give Carson Wentz like two months. Let him design the offense for the for in the offseason. I think he would love that. Yeah, I know that's right. All right. What else you got? Let's see what I got on the notes here. Okay. Oh well, we do have to talk about the uh, our our friend, the uh, press box announcer mm. here in Dallas. I think we talked about this last year. Just, uh, I believe he's an artist. It's it's like a. Uh, a performance artist, the way that he pronounces some of these names. Uh, Camus was in the in the news this week here in Dallas, but his name was pronounced by the press box announcer. 
Kamon Grugier. Only later did he add the hill. I, I just need everyone to know that Bo is not like making this up or exaggerating. Kamon Grugier. The press box announcer, that's just the person who, you know, after every play, he'll tell us, all right, Ezekiel Elliott <clears throat> carries for five yards, tackle made by so-and-so, just so everyone uh, has it right away. It happens in every stadium, and, uh, yeah, this guy's a gem of a man. As I have said before, my favorite of all time is uh, Alfred Blue, the ball carrier. <laughs> but um, he, some other ones he had were uh, Halati Nagata, which you can understand. I mean, the guy's been in the league for a long time. You should know how his name is pronounced, but... Uh, considering he's getting normal names wrong, that was probably to be expected. Um, I liked Malcolm Jenkins. <laughs> and then. <laughs> you know what my favorite. Can I say my favorite? He had an odd habit of, <laughs> of dropping the S's. So it would be Sidney Joan <laughs> and Byron Joan. And Malcolm Jenkins. Yeah. And uh, as I said, another one. Singular, not plural. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. Uh, I mean, he did. He called their running back Zach Elliott. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like the, I mean, unbelievable. And then he apologized and said Ezekiel. What do you think about? So there were some, you know, some some other coaching issues other than not going for two. Uh, End of regulation. It felt like the Eagles could have called. I haven't been able to watch the. Yeah, replay. about eight seconds when they could have called time. Someone to force told me a it was eleven. Wow. So I don't know, but it felt like they could have called time out there. Right. You don't want to do it with like three or four seconds left because then they could throw a Hail Mary. Right. But 11 seconds, yeah, absolutely. A chance for a punt return or a punt block or something. Yeah. Who knows? But the, Give but yourself all, a chance. Put the all blank on. Yeah. Um, also, it seemed like there was a time when he could have used a better timeout in overtime, I thought. Yeah, second Before and the two-minute five. warning. The Cowboys had second and five. Uh, Zeke Elliott dropped for a three-yard loss. As Bo is blowing his nose. And, yeah, they did not call timeout. They let it go all the way down to the two-minute warning. And then the first play after two-minute warning was the touchdown. That was not good. I just need some self-scouting out of Doug P. this offseason. Do you think that he... um Do you think that he's doing a that he thinks that he's doing a bad job? Yeah. Or do you think you think it's like he still believes like they're one play away? Mm, well, I think most I think coaches have a hard time admitting that they're not one play away, and so I don't think he fully understands. But I think once he gets like a detailed analytics report at the end of the season about what they're offensive ranks are in a number of categories right. i i actually you know really overall and, and i'm probably going to be hammering doug in a lot of my writing and doug's going to be getting crushed i actually still believe in doug because i think <clears throat> he will he will once the weekly game planning is over and it's the end of the season i think he will take a deep breath and step back and sort of uh reasonably analyze the issues that this team and this offense has faced and i believe he will take steps i don't know what those steps will be i think he will take steps 
to address those issues. I mean, the offense will tell me every. I mean, the off season will tell me everything I need to know about him. If there, if he just brings it all back, and if he's in the spring, you know, hey, if we would, you know, we got that play against Rasul against the Cowboys, and this, mm. and we'd be like, <clears throat> all right, they're screwed. This is not how you approach it. I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think they will make some moves. I think he will uh, bring somebody in. Maybe there will be multiple moves. I don't know. And uh, I think they will at least try a bit of a fresh approach, some new ideas going into 2019. What is also worrying is that it does seem like he, for whatever reason, because he because the offense has not been as good, he seems that he has not fully bought into some of the analytics stuff uh, in-game. And I think that if he's not willing to um, push for the advantages on those margins, then, you know, the ceiling is, is maybe not as high as, I mean, the ceiling is, they want a Super Bowl, so that's the ceiling, but I think... With um, Nick Foles at quarterback. Right. Against Belichick and Brady. I, I still believe in him as a head coach. I agree with that. Um, but there, were, there have been some worrying things to this season. Well, who was it? BLG Ombudsman who brought up the point when Mike McCarthy got uh, fired that, you know, winning a Super Bowl shouldn't buy you, like, uh, you know, yeah, buy you the right to not be questioned going forward. Right. And the assumption shouldn't be, well, the guy won the Super Bowl, you know, he'll figure right. it out. And so that's not really, you know, obviously that plays into it. I, I feel like he's a uh, his best strength is that he is open-minded and open to new ideas. And, yes, somebody, whether it's uh, the owner, the man who pays his checks, or somebody right. else. Even What's funny is even last year when he would get all the analytics questions, he'd be like, yeah, you know, we listen to the – I get the in-game probabilities. I don't want to guess. But then I, it's still by decision. It comes down to gut. Like he would say that pretty often. Right. I was kind of like, all right, that's weird. That's not really how it's supposed to be used. Right. But uh, it was obviously he true. He a little burnt out. Was, in this after the game, today. I didn't hear him. Yeah, I didn't. Hear Somebody him was that. asking him about that specific Ertz play where they were short of the goal line, and it took him a long time to figure out what play that was. Mm. You know, I think I think the guy could use a vacation. Okay, yeah, maybe no books this off season. <laughs> maybe no books this off season. Hashtag <laughs> Doug's, just, Doug's new book. Just go sit on the beach. You, yeah, you don't need to write the book though. So, uh, two weeks of vacation that you give yourself i mean i'm sure that there are things going on that we don't we're not able to understand uh behind the scenes but like what i don't know that's but i'm like you know i'm sure that there are some limiting factors uh to the offensive performance that we don't know about uh, or they're just doing a bad job but i think that's what it is it reminds me of uh, this is a leap so stay with me here it's 12.15 East Coast time, so I look forward to it. I still have to write my whole thing for tomorrow, so <laughs> this is exactly what I need right now. Go ahead. The floor is yours. It reminds me of, I think it was ninth or 10th grade, and I had a, uh, I had a cut inside my nose. Mm. So I had like a scab on the inside of my nostril. Okay, I've been there. You know, on the bridge, which was very annoying. Like anytime you move your face, it's like a weird thing. Yeah. So in class, I would be trying to pick this scab out, mm. right? But 
to onlookers looked like I was picking my nose. Well, you have that's Naya yeah. every day at my house. <laughs> so I, you know, at one point I could I could I could hear snickering, and I thought like, oh well, I mean, I understand they think I'm picking my nose, but really I'm picking a scab. It's not a big deal. Everybody picks scabs, and. Uh, I don't know if that's true, but <laughs> I do. It's at least it's. I'll a, never let in that my mind. In my mind, it was like so much more defensible to okay. be picking a scab because it's really uncomfortable than to just be sitting in class picking your nose. But it doesn't matter that uh, they didn't think that they didn't know it was a scab. It was a weird thing for me to be doing anyway. So just because they didn't have the right information doesn't mean. It wasn't a bad job by me. And what does this have to do with the Eagles? It's like, Doug, we might not understand everything that's going on, but that doesn't change the fact that he's doing a bad job. Listen, quit giving them the benefit of the doubt and these mysterious things <clears throat> behind the scenes. You can tell us what those are, or we will assume Scab what we or want booger, to assume doesn't matter. based on the information that we have. And it's, it's been a bad product all year long. Yeah. That's that. Okay. That's all I got. Good night. That's all you got? I thought we had about a few other things to talk about, no? <laughs> no? You ready for the uh, Birds of a Feather presents the Hotel Motel Holiday Finch draft? No. By no, you mean yes? You tell me. I've got nothing in mind, so you're going to have to tell right. me what the things are. We're each going to pick six things. Everybody's been looking forward to this. As we sit in my hotel room, so this way you can actually look around. There's nobody. Because I've got a nicer room than you somehow. Yeah, I thought I was a Marriott uh, gold something. Mm, So am I. Meanwhile, I get this Garbanzo beans room over there. Mm -hmm. You've got this spacious room. I knew I had a big, big, big story to write. If If you hadn't finished the Kelsey story yet, they might have given you this one. Okay. All right, I'm going to go first. I'm not going to be able to come up with stuff. Can you list the 12 things, and then I can tell you what I'm drafting? No, no, but you'll be able to come up with stuff. I'm going to go first. If I – the premise of this draft is you're checking into a hotel room. What are the the things that you absolutely must have, that you absolutely want? And they have to be things that some hotel rooms do not have. Correct. Like I can't say TV. Or you, well, you could say like, uh, you know, I, uh, HDTV, or like I can order movies, Please. or like uh, I'm not some kind HBO of or like something you. like that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> My number one pick. Uh, I'll take the number one pick since, and then you can take two. Jeez, can't wait. My number one pick. I need number one. I need a good shower. Good water pressure and gets hot. That's what I need. What about sort of uh, width of the spray? Because I find these showers mm. here, great water pressure, get hot. Could use a little width. I could use more width for sure, but it's not my number one pick. Right. You can take width of spray if you want. No, I don't really need to. Leave it on the board? I've got nothing. I mean, if Arn Moose hotel room is pretty standard, what are these amenities that some have? I like a nice USB port. 
That's all you need is a USB no, port? I don't know. I you mean, don't care where it is? That's nice because I don't By the bed? Okay. A nice USB a by USB the bed? A USB by the bed is, okay. a good, is a good pick. All right. I was going to take, you know, a, uh, yeah, a plug by the bed, but USB by the bed. A fri- mini fridge? I like a nice mini fridge. Okay. If I want to bring home some leftovers. Yep. All right. Uh, I will take um, uh, easy temperature control. Digital. Yeah. Okay. And effective. Okay. You can go. Well, I'm looking. I like a, I like a microwave. A microwave? That's yeah. a weak pick. No. How often are you using a microwave? Never. Yeah, that's yeah. a terrible. It's pick. for a long stuff. That you just traded. Well, this whole thing is a stupid ass state. idea. <laughs> Sorry for the kids out there. Uh, give me good pillows. What? You go to hotel rooms that have bad pillows? Yes. I don't. <laughs> I have nothing else. Zero. Nothing I'm, on your TV around. that you want? No. Regular TV. All right. I'll take a... Give me a uh, ironing board. Get get out of here with that nonsense. Learn how to fold your clothes properly. Please. You don't need an ironing board. <coughs> Granted, my wife generally How about a desk? What hotel room doesn't have a desk? Some are getting rid of desks. No. Wow. They all have some type you of just, you are You are submarining this on purpose. <laughs> this is like, I've never seen, I, this is like, this is like a Riley Cooper performance out of you. Good. <laughs> I got nothing else. I'm looking around. I got horse pictures and frames here. Is that going to be your yeah, last pick? That's weird. Okay. All right. I think it's clear that I've won this. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm looking around. I see nothing. <coughs> How about... Good closet space. I mean, how many clothes am I packing? All right, all right. Are you okay? No. I've had a cough for, like, most of two years. Exactly. So you should be seeing a doctor. Eagles are six and seven. <laughs> the season ended today. The Seahawks are... Now, should we talk about uh, the possibility of a wild card well, that's what, what do you think oh. I was getting to? You think I was just you reading just out said, random but You numbers? just said the season ended today. No, if the season ended today. That was the start of a sentence. I didn't hear the if. My gosh. Seahawks are 7-5. and five. They play on Monday night. Vikings are 6-5-1. and one. They play on Monday night as well. Right now, those would be the two wild cards. The Panthers are 6-7. and seven. Eagles are 6-7. and seven. Washington is 6-7. and seven. Of course, the Eagles lost to the Panthers. And so they would lose the tiebreak. To Carolina. Carolina is in a free fall. They've lost one, two, three, four, five. And they, oh. They lost five in a row. Five in a row, and they've got the Saints in two of their final three games. All right. Wow. So they could, they could potentially jump the uh, jump the Panthers, right? That's possible. Sure. The Vikings. I mean, the biggest issue with all these scenarios is that the Eagles have to win games. Yeah. I mean, everybody else could suck it up, but it doesn't So what's matter. the, po- yeah, let's, I mean, the Eagles are not going to win the last three games. What you think they win two? So the, po- the best case. Let's talk about the possibility of them making it with an eight and eight record. Okay, an eight and eight record. So that would mean that the Vikings would have to go one and three 
in their final four games. They are at the Seahawks, home against the Dolphins, at the Lions, home against the Bears. <coughs> Sorry, what were the <coughs> two middle games? Home against the Dolphins and at the Lions. So they will most likely be yeah, gonna... underdogs in two of the four. They would have to either lose to the Dolphins or the Lions for the Eagles to leapfrog them at 8-8. Eight and eight. And who else is involved? Well, the Seahawks, but they're... Right, they'll be the five, if they, uh, presuming they beat Minnesota tomorrow night. They're 7-5. and five. They've got the Minnesota at home, at the 49ers, home versus the Chiefs, home versus the Cardinals. So they're a minimum nine wins. So. Right, we're, we're counting them yeah, as so the five seed. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you're competing with the <clears throat> Vikings and, uh, and the Panthers, who I just told you have the Saints twice and the Falcons once. So the Panthers would have to lose... Two of those. That's possible. Yeah. That's so, it? There's so nobody else involved? Well, Washington, but we're, we're assuming that you beat Washington, right? Right. Uh, let's see. Oh, our old buddies Green Bay, 8-7-1. and one. They got a shot, huh? Fighting Philbins? They are. They go at- undefeated. Oh, it's, it's, it's really, Wow. They're going to sneak in at the Bears. That's tough. Yeah. But then at the Jets and home against the Lions. That would put them at? 8-7-1. and one. If they win out 8-7-1, and one, yeah, they could, uh, they could certainly leapfrog the, the Vikings. Vikings. Interesting. Yeah, that'd be fun. What a great Super Bowl pick. That I, I knew it was going to play <laughs> out like this. <coughs> and uh yeah i mean that that's uh that's pretty much it there so you want to root i i think you root you assume that the seahawks are one so you would root for the seahawks to beat the vikings on monday night then you got to root against the vikings panthers and packers i mean if you're a realistic eagles fan you probably don't want them to make the you playoffs, don't want right? yeah. i mean yeah. you don't want to keep watching this team there are no signs that they're close to putting anything together yeah that was the hope that they could they'd be able to turn the switch they couldn't. No they switch. found out that there was no f- switch to flip. No switch. Just like Malcolm Jenkins doesn't flip the switch. Mm. Mm. Tease that or no? There's a Malcolm Jenkins story tomorrow. Odd timing, I know, but... <laughs> <clears throat> when you see it, you will understand. Yeah. So read that on theathletic.com slash Philly. All right, I feel like we're droning Almost on. nobody is going to be listening to this before that story is published. But Well, you know, we have fans in a... Shout out to Miko. European nations that do listen to this instantly. I want to give this a shot. I want to know if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Miko Koikalonen. Okay, well, he can... Koikalonen? I, I have to look at it to make sure that I... He can tweet and let you know if that's... Uh, if Hashtag Miko's name. Hashtag Miko's name. Okay, I don't know what that means. Miko Koikalainen. Okay. Yeah, I think I got that. Pretty soon we're going to have to start <clears throat> talking free agency, the draft. You should uh, book a trip to the Senior Bowl, I imagine. Yeah, Shrine Game, baby. And there we go. A long, dreadful offseason. Yeah. See, offseason's long, huh? 
<clears throat> Listen, you got a Super Bowl last year. It can't yeah, all be uh, roses and cupcakes. Let me ask you this. Riddle me this. Answer me this. Um, the FFRs, of course. No, you got a little bit of love for Andy. Give me your top four realistic Super Bowl. Top four teams that you will root for to win the Super Bowl if they make the playoffs and your bottom three. What do I care? You don't care? No. Nobody, nobody's, nobody don't, you really don't like? No. I don't believe you. Well, man, I I've may, seen you. I, I might I, be writing some, you know, I might be writing some of these teams. I can't let the biases uh, enter. You're a professional. You can separate yeah. your emotion yeah. from objectivity. I mean, everyone knows how I feel about the FFRs. Mm-hmm. And, uh... You tell me the one team that you don't want to win the Super Bowl. Would like to see Andy at some point. The one team that I don't want to win the Super Bowl. Well, I mean, we know you like we know you love the McVeighs. There's gonna be there's gonna be a party in Media Pennsylvania. There's gonna be a parade down Main Street Media if uh, if the Rams win the Super Bowl. One man parade, <laughs> banging a drum, <laughs> throwing confetti out of your back pocket. <laughs> Chugging beers. No, McVeigh. You're handing out. Why don't you do yours? You're handing out uh, moose. I asked you a question. Mm, I don't have an answer. Yes, you do. No, I got nothing. Yeah, you do. Go ahead. You're full of hate. I'll answer for you. Okay. I'm going to say that you don't want. You picked the Steelers to go to the Super Bowl, so you you can take a whiff if they end up there. I'm so mad. Rachel and I have been—we've been scratching and clawing in Survivor through 13 weeks, and I just slipped my mind this morning. All week long, I was gonna—we were gonna take the Saints. All week long, we were gonna take the Saints. Too focused on this Malcolm Jenkins story. Slipped my mind, so it gets to 1:30. I got to take a team from the late games. Take the Steelers. We had them left. Boned us. Lost three in a row, huh? The Steelers. All of a sudden. All right, go ahead, answer yours, then I'm leaving. I think the team that you don't want to win is... Mm, probably the Patriots. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say the Saints, but I think you like Drew Brees. Sure. Yeah. You're like you like you like a, oh you, like a Please, you like a Texas. Go. I like a Texas. Yeah, I'm in for like a weekend in Texas. Texas is good. Yeah, it's interesting considering that you hate a Florida, but you love a Texas. Oh, Texas kills Florida. I agree. Not even close. I agree. Big flag at the game today. But Took up the whole field. <laughs> not the end zones. All right. Are you giving us yours, or do you want to end it? Oh, everybody knows how I how I feel. I hate everybody. Oh, okay. Yeah. Shout out to Ed and Rebecca, mm. friends of the pod, taking us to Joe T. Garcia's. Is that what Fort Worth Institution? Fort Worth Institution. Great time. What was your favorite moment of dinner? Definitely when Ed said, "I'll take a dose." Me too. <laughs> that was awesome. That was great. What you, a, what a, start doing what that? a baller move. I don't think anybody else will understand it. I mean, okay. maybe in, maybe next time I'm in, when when we're back in Fort Worth mm-hmm. next year, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a dose. Take a dose. Yeah, 
You give me a dose? Who knew you could do that? Yeah. That was good. Um, okay. So I guess we'll be back. <clears throat> Never. We got uh, we, we got castigated for uh, not having a Tuesday pod after we had a – we did have a Tuesday pod. It was a Monday night game, and the pod went up Tuesday morning. You jabroni. Oh, God. <laughs> and we'll probably be back on Tuesday, though. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <clears throat> yeah, maybe we're going to have to bring in some uh, some guests over the course of the uh, rest of the season. We'll see. They can replace me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Deal. Solved. <laughs> okay. We'll let you get to work. Thank you. Thank you for listening, everybody. You have a but you have a bird. To, oh, you you have a bird oh. to flip. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is like you know, complaining about airlines is super trite, and everybody happens to everybody. But this nonsense of this is great. Uh, I'm yeah, I'm taking my carry on onto the plane, and they say, "Oh, sorry, your your bag's too big. You're gonna have to check that. The bag is too big. The bag is like designed and sold, and you know for the specifications of fitting in an overhead bag. It's not too big, and we both know it. Don't lie to me." Obviously, I can get on the plane and and it will fit in the overhead bag. I didn't put up a stink, but it's just I, you didn't I mean, say anything. I, there was no back and forth. I wasn't going to argue. Oh, okay. I thought you did. I mean, I was I was way back in line. So I, I didn't. Say. I didn't. Okay. But it's just like they said your bag's too big, and you just said, "Here you go." I didn't have a choice. No. Oh, okay. No, I'm just asking. I'm, what I'm happened was the person in front of me's bag was like oddly shaped okay and so that one was too big and so then they then they get on the power trip of okay well word bags are too big mm. i mean i it's just a person doing their job but it's like it, it's so ridiculous obviously the bag is not too big <laughs> outstanding <laughs> i was hoping i thought you were the only one in the whole yeah all the bags ridiculous. were the same size you know i saw someone on an earlier trip this year they tried to do that to her, and she went to that little thing they have where you put your bag in to see if it fits, and she was just, like, hammering this bag in there. She ruined her entire... Her bag has to be broken, but she somehow squeezed it in there and stuck it to him, and I saw her get on the plane, and she That's brought funny. it on the well, plane. Well, what I was going to do was I was going to wheel it down and pretend like I was dropping it off and then just carry it on. You were going to do that? I was going to do that, but they just uh, said, they said just the leave Indian it here. The Indian guy can't do that. Yeah, I'll tell That's you that true. much. Yeah, Z Berm was going to make a joke to you, and you yeah. told him, don't, don't uh, make that joke. The, you listen. Yeah. I was already getting quote unquote randomly. <laughs> You're like Eric Reed getting yeah. uh, randomly selected for a drug test after the game. Yeah, I think there's a lot in common between you and Eric Reed. Okay. <laughs> can read about Eric Reed and Bo Wolf's good pun. Malcolm Jenkins story on Monday. Yeah, I guess I don't really have a grouse. I guess the grouse is uh, the 2018 Philadelphia Eagles. For wasting your time. For wasting entire, our time, yeah. What, what is this, 13 games? Yeah. 13 games. 14 weeks. Three, hour, three hours. Not our time. We're, we get paid. We're, you know, we're doing it for a job. Oh. They wasted your time. I, 39 I hours of do, your time. I did want to do, uh, you know, you can't, you can't get on the Eagles too much because, to be fair, the Cowboys get paid too. Mm. You know what? I, I also wrote this down. I think we've talked about this before, but the uh, – 
the uh, the buttering up uh, from some reporters at the front end of a question, like uh, Jason, you've been in a lot of big games. How much does this one hurt? Like, like the yeah, you've been in a lot of big games. Spit it out, people. <laughs> anyway. Think of what people yeah, could, could have done on the Sundays. The 2000 Eagles are the grouse. 39 hours. You could have watched uh, the entire season <clears throat> of succession would have taken you 30 hours. You could have probably, 30 hours for the whole season? That's a long season. Right. Oh, no, that's wrong. 10 hours. Okay. You could have knocked out that. Better Call Saul you could have knocked out. That would be another 10, I think. 20. Wow. I don't know. Do something else with the other 19. Yeah. You could go to the Please Touch Museum. Could have done that. Hit up Creed 2. Yeah, that's just that's just two hours. Learn Spanish. Dicey. Hmm. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. We'll be back uh, on Tuesday probably, but who knows? Maybe we'll start. Shield wants to mail it in. You can you can hear it in his voice. I know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, for Shield and uh, everybody, as always, I'm Bo. And we love you.